Hello. Uh, hello, my darling. Welcome back to Who'd Be an Actor. My name is Mohari Masu and I'm an actor. Uh, I am doing these uh, series, these um, episodes, just to give you a conversation about what it is to be an actor, what I do, I guess, to keep myself going, and the practicalities of the things that we face. The title of this episode is Managing Your Lifestyle. So, um, before I continue, I would like you to, I would encourage you to ask me questions below in the comments. Uh, your questions help me craft the episodes, and um, it's acting is a collaborative experience. So, I really like to collaborate with you and make something that is interesting, kind, and useful. Uh, I apologize for the traffic noise. I live in a major city. <laughs> so, if you watched last week's episode, last week, the last episode, we know if it was last week, we all know that. So, if you watched uh, the last episode, we spoke about budgeting and uh, expenses, so really practical things, and we touched on other parts of acting because uh, your life is not just one thing at a time, it is all things that affect you at a time. So while we were focusing on one subject, we touched a little bit on satellite subjects that affect it. Today we're going to look specifically at one of those satellite subjects. So today we are looking at what kind of actor you could be. So acting is one of those jobs that is very expensive before it starts to make you money. And I say that because um, if you're doing it professionally, so if you are, and actually, let's be honest, if you're doing it as a hobby, there are things that you have to put out money for and time for um, that are not recompensed until you reach a certain level of acting. So you can be a, a graduate and you or you could have worked in a production whether for film, TV or stage you could have done something that is major in your life and still not earn financial remuneration for it that allows you to rely purely on acting or that kind of acting for a time unless God really smiles, smiles on you and says this is how your career is going to go, and this is how it goes. So, I can think of uh, quite a few actors that has happened to, and I still hope I will be one of them. Pray for me. Wish me luck. So, we are looking at, and I wrote this statement, so I'm going to read it. How people without the cushion of a parent or partner to finance their, their out-of-work season may live. So, I'll say it again clearly. This week, we're looking at how people without the cushion of a parent or partner to finance their out-of-work season live. I'm one of those people. So, we're looking at the different types of work that you can do and still fall under the acting bracket if you just want to act and you don't want to, and you've tried working in other ways and you just can't do it. 
that's a thing that's real I hear you I acknowledge you and if you're not an actor and you're watching this and you're thinking that's absolutely ridiculous I'm gonna say to you the most the most articulate way I can describe myself is I don't know what it is I do or how I do it as an actor I know that I do do it and it is a integral part of my being at a certain point it became impossible for me to do any other job that was not attached to it it felt like I was being and this sounds dramatic violated it felt like I was dying if I was working in another job that's not focused on getting to what I want to get to that is me not everyone not every actor is like that that's me and in respect of the honor you have to do any work that you do with because people are paying you for it um, I and also honoring yourself and myself and taking care of myself and my mental health I had to step back from doing office work and care work which I've done and uh, being an assistant doing all of that stuff I had to step back from that and focus solely on acting and figuring out how on earth am I gonna earn a living until I get my big break that may not be you and that may be beyond your understanding but hopefully as you watch these videos and episodes you get to sort of empathize a bit not fully understand maybe but maybe empathize so how you may be able to act your way to to the audition that lands you that big break as in maintain your lifestyle your rent da -da 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 -da. Um, you can think of your life as and yourself as a jobbing actor which actually is the majority of actors so the majority of actors aren't movie stars or on stage stars they're actors who play um, essential roles in productions and who pe generally people know their faces but they don't necessarily know their names and they'll be like if you you can think of them now where you're like I saw him in yeah and then in the other that's him you see them on stage you see them on screen or you meet them at an event and they've been paid to attend that event those are jobbing actors that's a way you can sort of that's in a major way once you've been working for a while and you can be a jobbing actor for many years and thrive so how to think about it pragmatically as a self-maintenance thing you can think of each new short job as a gig so what we call our jobs are gigs I, I got an acting gig on Emmerdale or I got an acting gig on uh, at the Globe you know that's what we think of it you can use industry language to cope with working outside of the industry so that's sort of like a tricking your brain into accepting what's happening to you at the time in order for you to give the people that you are working with and for the best so for instance if you are working as a sales clerk 
you can think of it as a gig as a sales clerk and follow through with that, do the acting exercises that we do in order for you to understand your role, what it is you do, and carry on with that. Now understand that you may not need to do that. You may be able to go from one job to another and disassociate yourself with that. I respect you so much for being able to do that. Other people can't. So please be kind and accept that they can't. Um, you can view each job as research for a character. Now, before I started working as an actor, I watched um, a show where one of the characters was an actor, and they said that they took they work at a famous coffee uh, brand um, was research for a job, and I remember watching that and laughing, but that was me not understanding how essential it is to tell yourself when you are searching for your dream, when you're pursuing your dream, that you are still in pursuit of your dream. So these are things you can do. You can call it a gig uh, while you are waiting for your next gig. Um, and you can call it research for a character and treat it as research for a character. So don't just say it's research for a character. Actually Break down what it is you do, why you do it. Be really interested in the people that you meet, in the way that we are. Actors are so nosy. I've been, I, ca I catch myself staring far too openly at people because human beings are really fascinating. And you can work in fields that are connected to your art. So I'm looking at things like as an actor, um, you can break down a part of your training that is deficient or that you think you could boost and work in that field. So for instance, um, hmm. no actually that's more you need to train up that if you actually so for instance if you know that you are not gregarious like you know that you have difficulty being in groups and having conversations and being around strangers and you know that that's partly what makes it difficult for you to land the job so when we go for in, uh, auditions um, you feel that awkwardness and you know it's your shyness coming in the way of that work actively in jobs that encourage you to interact with strangers every single day. Be a bartender, be a waiter, be um, work at a fast food place where there's constant flow of traffic and when you do that, which is all very very hard work, when you do that in order for you to encourage yourself view that as you actively, the training, the part of you that needs the work that part of you that has difficulty interacting with strangers, that part of you that has difficulty being unleashing your charisma so that you can chat with a stranger as if you're friends and not be too forward that you make them uncomfortable and not be so impersonal that they feel that you don't like them or you're closed off because no one wants an actor that's closed off. Acting is about uh, reacting and interacting and collaborating.
and we have to be open and receptive and giving and reactive. Um, another thing you can do is you can find work that uh, speaks to your strong suits. So for an example, I, before I became an actor, was a dancer. I danced professionally and I had dance training. And I trained in specific skills that not necessarily everyone has or that I could say that I'm much more confident in teaching than say the people that are already in the field. So I can make myself feel unique as I impart that knowledge. So I could be a dance teacher in a specific type of dance or specific series of dances and impart that knowledge and parlay that into a way of earning a living and reasonably assure myself that I'm still being an artist because I am. Uh, if I have had formal training as an actor, I can um, certify that knowledge further if I need to and teach acting classes in that job. So um, a famous, um, two famous uh, types of actor training are the Meisner technique and Stanislavski technique. I'm mentioning them not necessarily because they're particularly my favorite or particularly not my favorite. They're just people who are not actors have heard people talk about these types of tr actor training. If you have trained in either one of those two, you can try and get certified in either one of those two, and then you can teach classes in either one of those two. Now with actor training, what I will say is there's so many people who claim to be teachers whom we've attended or you've attended their courses and you know that they're not ready to teach. Um, teaching is completely different from training. It's completely different from learning. And you may be brilliant at absorbing knowledge and using it practically for yourself, but you may not necessarily be the best teacher for people to attend your classes. This is where you have to be honest and kind. If you are doing it specifically just so that you can make money, and that is your primary goal, to make money, you need to be honest about it and you need to be kind to your students about it. You need to, whatever it is you choose to do, please be kind to other people. Be a human being, other human beings are safe around. Okay? Um, another thing you can do is you can work for a role play company. We talked about this a little bit in my previous video. So role play companies are companies that hire actors to play roles. That's simple. It's that simple. And acting is role playing. But specifically, what role play companies do is they hire out the services of actors to work with medical schools, to work with marketing firms, to work with corporate entities, to to do training in sexual harassment, in new technology, and I'm saying all this stuff not to say that you need to train in the ins and outs of technology or uh, workplace uh, policy and things like that. No. As an actor, what your company will do is accept 
at the company that has hired um, that you signed up for for role for role play will do is they'll accept a contract to say go into a firm in the city or town that you're in, and they will say that company will say, oh, we need to train our employees and our associates in how to interact with each other if it's for company policy or with customers if it's for a product. We need to teach them how to interact with other human beings in a given set of, set of circumstances. And then the Royal Play Company will be like, okay, who are we working with? What's the team that's doing the training internally in the company? And what is it that we are required to do? Once they, the um, directors, if we think about it in acting terms, once the director and the associate director and the stage manager or the production manager have worked out what it is the company wants or the school wants or whoever wants, um, they will turn to the actors and say, this is what we have. We're going into this company we're going into the school, you will get a sheet with your character breakdown, with the given circumstances. So say you're working for a school, a medical school, and they're training doctors in breaking bad news, which is, I think, how role play initially started. It was in training people how to handle fraught, emotionally fraught situations. So you will go, they'll say to you, if you're in a hospital or you are in, um, you go into to your doctor, to your GP, they break it down, you're this old, this is how old you are, this is your gender, this is sexual orientation or identification, they give you all the information, that, and then they say, um, they give the extra information, essential information. This is what the professional is supposed to do in order to reassure you or in order to have given you good service. I'm smiling because it's a cheat sheet. So as an actor, we know, like, if you're doing Shakespeare, you know how the play goes, you know how it's going to end. Um, sometimes you should know how you're going to get there. Um, and sometimes you do. It's the same thing with role play. And that's the um, exciting thing. It feels like you're acting in a new role each time and you have an opposite person to play with. So you, you have a given circumstances, you know what your character is supposed to do, what they look like. You prepare yourself just like you would for any other production. You go into, you go to set, or whatever it is you want to call it, the hospital, the school, the company, whatever, and you play your role. And the professional opposite you reacts to your role and you react to their role and that is role play and when that's done you get a nice chunk of money as a pay for that and you may be able to role play your way through the year I enjoyed role playing because um, I was acting quite honestly I was acting um, the uh, negative side of that is the monotony because you're playing the same character with maybe 16 different people or 20 different people and you're going over and over and over again but that's also training for acting because you're going to do the same thing when you're rehearsing a play slightly more fun because it's in a room with other people whereas role play unless you're doing it in front of an audience 
It's just you and the examiner uh, or an associate and the other person and then it's the next person and there's the next person. But it's the same thing. It's I think it's closely similar to waiting to go on set when you're filming. Like you could be waiting for two hours or you could be waiting for 20 hours. You may not film that day, you may come back all week and not film and then you get cold and you only film for five minutes. So monotony and having to maintain energy and having to keep yourself present is great training with role play. Uh, what else did I write? Um, um, you can, and I admire, again, I'm going to repeat, I fully, I am fully, I am amazed at you if you're a pragmatist and you're able to separate the pragmatic side of waiting it out with the gift. And I'm trying not to be all um, mystical about being an actor and what that is. Um, I'm trying to think of it like as, as a muscle, as a thing. I keep going here because it very much affects my soul and my heart, being an actor. And the impact is like, it's, it's all symbiotic. So there's certain things I just can't do. And that's my nature and the nature of my gift. Um, there are people who are so pragmatic, they can work um, eight-hour days, ten-hour days in, in a field completely not associated with being an actor and still be able to switch that off, book, a, do an audition, kick butt in that audition, still be sharp in the audition, still be clear, still be able to con connect, be present, be not tired and drained because just as a time capsule thing, acting uses every single resource that you have as a human being, all of you. So doing it tired doesn't work for me. Whether you're emotionally tired, whether you're physically tired, whether you're psychologically tired, that affects the level of your performance, the clarity of your performance and how your audience can connect with you. Um, which is why some actors literally cannot do other jobs that are not connected to acting. And that's, that's not an indictment on us. And I'm putting myself in that box. That's just how we're fun that's how we're built. And then there's some actors who can, who can do that. And these are pragmatists. And um, they can separate themselves for a time and come back. Uh, their art has a different way of being fed. So all the other things that I mentioned are ways to feed your art. Um, you can also, quite recently I discovered, you can work as a production assistant on a film set that's paid. You can work as a runner. And that, those are really good because that helps you train. You see other um, jobs and roles in, in the industry and can train yourself up and get connections there so that you're not just relying on acting as a means of earning a living. You can learn how to be a, production, a, a producer, work as a production assistant, you can um, work at a um, th 
theatre company uh, in the props department, learning from the props people, like being a general dog's body and then working your way up. You can work in the field. You can do, there's so many jobs in the acting field that are just not necessarily acting that allow you to earn a living even as you are chasing your dream. I encourage you to do that if you do not have a cushion, if you don't have a way of maintaining your lifestyle um, that does not involve you working uh, outside of acting. Um, there again, I will say to you, if you can think of other jobs that people can do in the industry that can help them uh, maintain their art, to feed their art as they're uh, working their way towards their goal of booking the gig and working non-stop for the rest of their lives as a successful actor, amen. Please pop them into the comments. Um, again, don't forget to like, comment, share and subscribe. I really appreciate it. Hit the bell icon so you can find, uh, know when I upload new content. And um, I will say I'm working at curating a space that's kind and constantly a safe space for human beings to be around. So where I'm a safe human being for you to be around and where you are a safe human place for me to be around. So please in the comments, let's curate that. Um, this was as pragmatic a look at this as I, me, Mohadi, myself, can make. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to being with you next time. In the meantime, and always, may God bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May he turn his entire countenance, his whole being, towards you. And may he give you peace. I love you. Take very good care of yourself. And I'll see you on the boards somewhere. Bye.